Please turn to Psalm 149. There's uh, two distinct, distinct splits in this psalm. The first five verses is the prophet exhorting us to praise God for the love of His church. And then verses 6-9 through nine is for the power which He hath given the church over all of its enemies. enemies. Four points I want to discuss. We're not going to go into detail. I'm just going to cover them very lightly. First, the zeal in God's worship. Second, God's pleasure in His adoring saints. Third, being joyful no matter the circumstances. And fourth, the description of Israel's triumphs in our own spiritual wars where we can triumph. Amen. Follow along as I read Psalm 149. Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song and, in, and His praise in the congregation of saints. Let Israel rejoice in Him that made Him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their King. Let them praise His name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto Him with a timbrel and harp. For the Lord taketh pleasure in His people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute upon them the judgment written. This honor have all the saints. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. I want to start in verse 1. Praise ye the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song, and in His praise in the congregation of the saints. When we're talking about a new song, that doesn't mean every Sunday we're going to come in here and write up a new song and try to sing it. What this is saying is we should sing these songs that we already know like it's the first time we've sung it with zeal, with passion, with thanksgiving in our hearts. We're not going to learn a new song every Sunday. That would be chaos. Just trying to learn it new. That's not what they're talking about here. We're talking about having it. It's like our first love. When we first learn about the truth, we're going to come in and sing it like that. Have the attitudes and the zeal of that. The Lord is not slack concerning His promises. We should not be slack in, in our zeal towards Him. Yes, right. So we need to sing with all the zeal and might that we have. Yes. Do we come in here and just mumble, get through the motions, maybe not even sing at all, tired? God does not, God thinks that's, He does not accept that. God wants zeal. God wants to read the words, think about them, and really apply them. Maybe the second song we can sing a little louder than we did the first song. Let's really try to put some zeal into our singing for the Lord. He deserves it. Psalm 96.2 Sing unto the Lord, bless His name, show forth His salvation from day to day. We're singing unto the Lord, but we're yes. also proclaiming His salvation for us. What, what better is there to sing about or think about than His salvation? Nothing. Not only in singing should we come in to the church, but everything we do in the worship and the fellowship, it should be like our first love. Like we just learned about the truth. And we're here, and we really want to be here. We're excited. We don't want to leave. That's how we should act. And this is why. Titus 2.14, Who gave Himself for us, that He might redeem us from all iniquity, and purify unto Himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Are we those people that are zealous of good works? Zealous in singing. Zealous in church membership. Zealous in our lives. Let's be that. Verse 4, for the Lord taketh pleasure in His people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. The Lord takes pleasure in you. Amen. That right there is just too much for my little mind. The high King of heaven takes pleasure in His people. Yes. How much more should we take pleasure in Him? Right. 
There shouldn't that should fulfill our lives as taking pleasure in him because he yes. took pleasure in us first. Yes. Do we take pleasure in him by living for him, talking about him, adoring him, and reverencing him? We should. Yes. The Lord's people are humble and they feel their need of this salvation. He is gracious and bestows it upon us. Yes. Are you humble, meek, gentle? Are you loud, brash, or even flashy? The Lord sees it and rewards it openly. If you want to be beautified by His salvation, then learn meekness and love it. Yes. God will take pleasure yes. in you. Right. Psalm thirty-seven, eleven. But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Third point, verse 5. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Are you ashamed to sing? Even in the quietest places that you can think of on earth, as in your bed, it's dark and quiet. Are you ashamed to sing, even if it's internally, upon your bed to the Lord? If so, why? Are you hiding sins? Is there something that's stopping you? We should not be ashamed to sing to the Lord. We should want to. We should look forward to going to bed so we can sing with no distractions. Are you worried about the events of today or tomorrow? We all have events, especially some that have come up in our church. There are things happening, Lord. Do you worry about worldly things during the darkness of night? About your job? About your car? Does it need oil change? I don't know. Some of these little things. You know, Does that keep you up at night? Or are you consumed by evil and wicked thoughts upon your bed? God forbid we should sing instead. We should be seeing um, internally if everyone else is sleeping. You don't want to wake everyone up, but you can sing within your hearts. You don't have to blast it out and wake up the kids. And that's what, not what he's talking about. It's a matter of the heart. Are you singing joyfully? Do you have that in you? Or are you always thinking about something else and really bothering you? And you know, you're going to get a bad night of sleep and the Lord's not pleased with that anyways. While lying on your bed in the peace and dark is the best and most interrupted time to sing the praise of the Lord. That's the best time to do it. There's also other times you can do it in your car on the way to work. You can do it at work, just probably not out loud. Just do that internally. But just showing that you have a heart that wants that. The Lord loves that. The Lord seeks that. Let's not be like Job in a certain aspect. There's two verses in Job 7, and we don't want to be like this. I'm going to read them. So... I am made to possess months of vanity, and wearisome nights are appointed to me. When I lie down, I say, When shall I arise? And the night be gone, and I am full of tossings to and fro unto the dawning of the day. That's someone that's worried about their circumstances. They can't get to sleep. They have no peace. They're, it says they're going to and fro. You know, you're rolling back and forth in bed, worried about everything. That's not what we want to do. We want to trust in the Lord, leave it in His hands, do our reasonable best, Sing, sing praise to him and get a good night of rest. Job was in a pretty bad situation. I think he would have learned his lesson a lot faster instead of fretting and moaning upon his bed, but rather sing glory and praises to God in heaven. Let us use his, him and his, as an example and try to do better. Last point. The last four verses are in a practical sense the Israel of God destroying their enemies. To the many victories which God blessed His people Israel over the nations of Canaan and other nations that were devoted to destruction. But God, you always went on God's side. And God took care of His nation Israel. In a practical application, this is for us. This is for God's saints fighting the spiritual warfare against sin and evil. The children of God are called to be meek and joyful and modest. But that's not it. It also 
God also caused us to have a sword in our hand ready to fight against the wiles of the devil and our own flesh. Yes. Ephesians 6.2 For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against the spiritual wickedness in high places. That's what we're called to fight. Israel is called to fight a practical fight against other nations. We're called to fight a spiritual fight. God will always protect His people from evil if you are fighting, even if He is teaching you patience in the time. Matthew sixteen eighteen, And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock will I build my church, and the gates of hell, hell shall not prevail against it. God will always take care of His saints if you're trying to fight the fight. In conclusion, let us have more zeal in God's worship. Let us be amazed by God having pleasure in His saints. Yes. That one right there, just wrap your head around that. God has pleasure in His saints. The Almighty Creator has pleasure in His saints. Be joyful no matter the circumstances. It can be hard to do sometimes, but we can sing to the Lord and get more joyful even if situations are not going our way all the time. And finally, we need to put on the whole armor of God and fight the Christian fight in this dark and evil world. Thank you.